We are live. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is a special edition of The Rig Report. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I'm here with my co-host, Amy Radowski. And we have a special hey. guest with us, Logan Ewing, uh, who, has been bat- who has been battling a lot over the last few weeks. And we're going to document what that is. And But first of all, I want you to know who Logan is. And uh, Logan is a former teen CrossFit Games athlete. Um, so I'm going to pull up his bio real quick just to show that. Um, so here is his. So here he is. Uh, 2018. Is that right? Yep. I need to blow up my screen. 2018 CrossFit Games athlete in the 16 to 17 division. 2021 was his first quarterfinal. Or yeah, 21 was his first quarterfinal. 263rd in North America. Made a huge leap in his second year in quarterfinals to 126. 126 is very important because in North America, they take the top 120 athletes. And as you have seen across the CrossFit space that uh, there have been a lot of video issues. There have been a lot of submission issues uh, late, late to define the final leaderboard on the team side. So some team athletes have not withdrawn their name or have, have been trying and it will not come off. Uh, for backfilling. So we're going to document some things with Logan. Um, He made a post yesterday and I'm going to show that real quick uh, on Instagram where he kind of documents the whole thing. Um, And we, he went through like just what he felt um, and I can't move it. New software, trying to work out the kinks. Uh, but you talk about basically at the opening that you are very satisfied with the way you performed. Uh, you wish you were a little stronger. Um, yep. But your fitness level, you were very happy with um, during during the process. So walk us through your post, and then we'll we'll attack each item in that. Oh okay, yeah, the I mean my first first point i kind of like did it as a list um kind of in order mostly in order um but like my first point was like i'm i'm happy with how i did like i only redid the fifth workout just because it was easy to redo it was low impact it was just super fast like there was no reason to not redo it i guess just given the position i knew i was in um so other than that like one and done with everything, which was not the case last year. Um, so one and done with everything. And then I was doing them alongside some of the best in the world, like event two, I was right next to Guy, and then Tyler was kind of like behind into the side a little bit. And Roman was next to him. So like we had, it was a good group and I was, I felt like I was kind of holding my own with them, which is encouraging. Um, especially, I mean, those guys are so fit, you know, and uh, then the handstand push-up one, I did that with Luis, um, fittest man in Mexico, who he was here for a month, came really close with the guy. He, he's fit. So had a really, really fun battle with him there, like a little friendly battle on that workout. Um, finished faster than I was expecting. Um, 
And then event three did that just, just Roman and I, everybody else took that afternoon off. So Roman and I did that together. And if you know anything about Roman, that workout is like ballpark for him. Like he hit a home run on that and we all knew he was going to. And so I was like, you know what? Like I'm not going to have anybody better to do this workout with. So I did it with him and I was so happy with that workout like that might be the one I was the most happy about the notorious event three. <laughs> and, uh, so I was super happy with that. I read it or I went and did event five, obviously event four. I just need to get stronger, uh, top end strength, especially I am not happy with my lifts in that anyways. Like I, I was about 20 pounds off of my PR clean and I was like 30, 40 pounds off of my overhead squat. So that one, that one hurt. That one, like, was a little shot. It was like, all right, you know, like you got, you got to work on that. And I, I knew that going in. So I, I when you know, it's going to hurt, it hurts you a little less when you see it. Um, but then did event five, did it the first time, tried touch and go, um, wasn't happy with that time anyways. But then I was like, I think I could do it faster if I just did quick singles. So then I redid it Sunday, did quick singles, super happy with how that one went. Um, I was, I was about five seconds faster than what my goal time was. My goal time was 315. I was 310. And so, I, I mean, I was happy with that. I rode faster on that one. So I kind of figured out that the row isn't necessarily going to kill you as much as you might think. So, I mean, just not just that weekend, my fitness level, but just how I've progressed in the five months that I've been here. Like I was so excited to go like display that at semifinals like show like hey like last year I, I was dealing with a little bit of an injury but i just i was not fit last year not fit enough last year and this year like i just trained like hell and just battled and really locked down like not going out not doing all these crazy things like i'm just so focused on training now that i was just so excited for that to pay off and you've gone all in You've moved to Cookville to train as a mayhem athlete. Um, you are the youngest athlete to ever compete at a sanctional. Male. Um, and as you said before we came on the air, that, that'll stick because sanctionals are gone. <laughs> so so you'll always be the youngest. Um, yep. So you've gone all in this year, and then it's kind of been taken away. So kind of explain to us what transpired that took this away from you. I mean, like the first and I think kind of the most well-known issue with uh, individual quarterfinals this year is that event three. Um, and that was that was actually my second point in the post is um, there were I, I don't know the exact number. I put 200 on my post, but I know it's way more than that. 200 scores that were um, invalid, incorrect, however you want to say it. Erroneous, I think, is the term that CrossFit's been using. And that makes a huge impact on the leaderboard. And Andrew Hiller went through the leaderboard. He broke it down. I think his leaderboard readjustment had me at 121, which I'd be going if I was 121. But when we did a little more research into it, I, I'd have to go look. I don't have it on me, but I don't remember if it's 119 or 120. But point is, I was above the cut line, which also from our understanding on how they seated people is – if you live in that state and you are in the top 120, so you're not a backfill, you automatically go to your state. 
So that was the rule last year. And from what I've heard, that was how they kept it this year. So me being in Tennessee, I had two options, Mac or syndicate. So essentially I would know I'm either Mac or syndicate. I would have been in that first wave of invites. Um, but that workout three, I mean, like I was telling you, like I was so happy with my score on that, like being able to hang in there with Roman, seeing what everybody else, not just at mayhem, but like that I know that are really fit or good runners, good rope climbers, like stuff like, like seeing where my scores was stacking up with them. I was like, Hey, like that makes me, that makes me feel good. And then like everybody at the gym that watched me do it, they're like coming over to me. They're like, dude, like that was perfect. Like that's going to help offset kind of the damage that the lift is going to do. Didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but that's what we were thinking was going to happen. And yeah, I mean, there's just, I think they removed the top three or four scores, which were the guys above Jeffrey Adler, which he absolutely crushed that workout. But then as soon as you get Jeffrey Adler below that, it's same thing again. You got people that are, the score sticks out and the score sticks out a lot. And then even like, my thing is, even if you, if you did half of the reps on that, that workout would have been exponentially easier. So it wouldn't have impacted you as much throughout the weekend. So you're fresher going into the other events because I can tell you like the wall balls, they, they blew your legs up for the shuttle runs. The rope climbs weren't that bad, but those shuttle runs were terrible. Like that was what I felt. My calves, my hamstrings, even kind of my lower back was blown up the next day just from all that start, stop, bend down, touch the line. The bend down, touch the line alone was just devastating on your body so i mean if you if you do half of that you're not carrying that with you the way that the people that did it correctly are so amy you did the shuttle runs and the age group online qualifier i did Can you attest to that same thing absolutely uh yeah my my quads and hamstrings were blown up after that yeah your sure. guys's workout looked pretty tough too that was a quick one it was quick, 10 fast. minutes. Woo. A lot of rope climbs too. Yeah. That, that too. Yeah. So, so then we, we have that, right. That you, with the score adjustment, even though CrossFit came out and said that there will be no difference to the leaderboard, if they invalidate the scores, we have, I think it's been proven over time that that is not true. Not even, not even close to the truth. Right. So, there were at the end of the day, there were five backfills for people who denied, who declined their invite to the semifinals. You were 126. So now we're down to 125 on the non adjusted leaderboard. You are the next guy up. Yeah. And to go along before that, so you saw there's the live leaderboard. Like you could see once someone accepts their name populates to that semifinal. So the deadline to accept, I think it was April 13th. It was a Wednesday. So they get their, got their invites Monday. I'm just going to say Monday the 11th and, and Wednesday the 13th. I could be wrong, but it was in that time frame. So that Monday they get their invite. You had to accept or decline by Wednesday, right? Wednesday at 7 o'clock my time. So at 7 or at like 9 o'clock my time, I kind of looked and there were nine spots. Nine, not five, nine. And I was like, oh, 
Like I was, I was happy. Like I was, I was real, real pumped that night. I was like, you know what? Like that erases workout three. So there were like, I want to say four spots at Atlas, two at Mac, two at Granite and one at Syndicate, something like that. It was, it was, I don't even know if that math added up right, but <laughs> actually it did. Um, but it was, I, I want to say that's what it was. And then I looked again three days later and five days later. So three days and five days after the deadline, I looked and that was still how it was. There were still those four, two, two, and one spot. So every semifinal had an opening. And I was like, sweet. Like there's three openings in Tennessee. Like there's no way I don't get sent to Tennessee. And there was another guy that's a backfill that I know that's from East Nashville. So I was like, he'll get one, I'll get one. And then somebody else will get a Tennessee spot. Well, then a week after the deadline, we checked the leaderboard and it was like, whoa, how are there only four spots now? So we're, we're either, it was either a week or eight days after the deadline that we looked again and now there's only four spots and they were all at Atlas. And so then I'm like, okay, let me check. Let me check the guy in 121. Let me check the guy in 122, see if these guys have been invited and that's how they're starting to populate it. They hadn't gotten an invite yet. So I was like, where did these spots come from? It was from people that had already declined. So did you give them another chance to accept an invite? Because like, if that's the case, like my biggest problem with that is, and they, it was kind of what they said with Annika. We touched, we were talking about that, her situation before I got on here. If you say a deadline is a deadline, you need to stick to that. And they clearly did not stick to it in this situation. Like we're talking a week after the deadline with Annika's situation. We're talking minutes, not, not like a week later. She's like, Hey, my score's not up. No, she was on it right away. Hey guys, here's what happened. And now you've got this situation where a week later after the deadline, people are still rolling in before they start back. Going. So that was, that was kind of like a, like a real, like my heart sank. And I was like, what is happening right now? Like, what is going have on with this leader? Addressed that? Have they addressed that portion of it at CrossFit? I haven't heard anything about it. Honestly, that was something that not a whole lot of people other than kind of the people in my situation knew because people weren't necessarily checking the leaderboard as much as we were. Like sure. we were there for, for people in my position, refresh, we refresh. were checking the leaderboard every day, you know, like, has anything changed? Has anything changed? And I, I, I honestly was checking it every day. So all of a sudden, a week, eight days later, and I checked it the day before and nothing was on there. Just boom, new name or yeah, new names that were in that initial round are now on the leaderboard that weren't there before. So when I was chatting with you last night, you had reached out to CrossFit as well. Four times. Say that one more time, please. Four times. Also, I, I reached out to the Mac organizers because they, I mean, Mac slash syndicate and just said, Hey guys, like I've been trying to contact them. I don't know if there's any way you guys can like step in and like reach out to them. Like I know they don't control their leaderboards. So I was like, is there anything you guys can do? And that was yesterday. I, I haven't heard back yet. They, they messaged me initially that they can't do anything about the leaderboard directly. And then I, ask them like, Hey, do you have a contact? Cause I don't have one obviously. So, but you are given like, there is an email with the submission stuff that you can reach out to. You've reached out four times. 
How many responses have you received? About this, zero. I actually, I had reached out to them two days after the survey that they sent out, like, can you travel? That The survey that apparently meant nothing. I, uh, I emailed them and I was like, hey guys, like I can't see my survey, but I want to reach out and say like, if you, if you need me to go to Canada, I'll figure it out. I just, I need to know. Like, and they responded to me that within that day, it was like two hours, maybe they responded to me. So I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, like they have people that'll respond to you fast. So like when I sent out my first email to them about this situation, I was expecting an answer back. Didn't get one. A week goes by and I was like, you know what? Copy and paste, send it again. Another couple of days goes by. I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this until I get a response. So did it again. Another couple of days, did it again. And then there's an athlete that I know who's a team athlete that accepted the individual invite. And then he had emailed them. Hey guys, I'm going team. I didn't mean like, I don't want my name on the individual leaderboard. I went team. That, that might've been like two, three weeks ago. Now that he reached out to them, hasn't heard anything back and his name's still up. So that's, so I can tell you, I can tell you personally, one of our partners in our media network is Taylor stride. She is part of blue city CrossFit gold. They delayed the definition of final leaderboard for the team for like five days. Yeah. And they told her, accept your individual invite. You can rescind it once you know for sure you are in the team. When she they got into the team, they're at the syndicate. She has rescinded her individual and her name is still on the leaderboard. So that's two people at syndicate then because the guy that I know is syndicate. Which, that's a girl. So that doesn't help. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm saying it's a, it happens to be the same event. I, I knew what you're saying there. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. So I know for a fact that that is happening, that team members who have rescinded their individual invites have not been removed from the leaderboard. And right now you need one person yep. to come off the leaderboard and you are in. Yep. My, one of my good buddies, he's, uh, he works for proven and they have an athlete that was two spots ahead of me. And so me and that guy kind of connected, like we talked like, Hey man, like we're in a very similar situation. And then my buddy was like, Hey dude, like Gunner got his invite today. Like yours is coming. And then like a couple of days went by and I was like, I wonder what 125 is looking like. So I reach out to the guy. He's like, yeah, dude, I got mine. Have you gotten yours? And I was like, huh? like okay so something's going on here and then that's kind of when i just started to like really break everything down and then that's when it kind of like really started to worry me like obviously before i was worried but like you're you're worried until you get the invite you could be second in north america on the quarterfinal and part of you is still like worried about is that invite coming until it comes and that's just how it works there's always that anxiety you're always like second guessing everything like maybe they're gonna pull my name off like and no i mean just kept wondering 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 days went by weeks went by and it's like no i'm still in this situation still sitting here with no invite and three weeks away from the syndicate right now right yeah so have you been continuing your training as if you're going yeah so i mean i've been yeah i've been kind of hammering down like but then the other thing is like, how do I know that it, 
if that spot opens up, how do I know they're going to give me the syndicate spot? You know, like it, it, right now I feel like it's between syndicate and Atlas. And that is a horrible problem to have because that's first week and last week, which makes a big difference in preparation. Mm -hmm. It's like, am I preparing for the first week or am I preparing for the last week in middle of June or this month? Next month. Yeah. Ash, Ashley McMains makes an excellent point. As you can see here on the screen, um, if this was done in any other profession, it would be deemed so unprofessional. People would probably lose their jobs over something like this. I've seen people lose their jobs for less in finance as I work in that kind of world anyway, um, for less than this. And for good reason. Yeah. And I, I think Brian Friend made a great point the other night on the Savon podcast where he was talking about when the Ukrainian athletes made the protest on the leaderboard, that stuff got removed instantly. Yeah. Um, and now with this stuff, it's taking weeks after week after week. Yeah. And I mean, it just, it's just like every opportunity that there, that there could be something not be addressed. They, they just don't address anything, you know, like, if they would have like reached out and gotten back with me and said, Hey, like what, what we have kind of speculated at mayhem, um, me and like the important people at mayhem, like what we have speculated is that, well, maybe they're trying to figure out what they're doing. Like maybe they know that that team athlete wants off, but they're waiting to take him off until they know if it's me going in that spot or somebody else going in that spot and then me taking theirs. And I'm like, you know, like, that's fine if you reach out and tell me. And then as the days and weeks go by, then all of a sudden it's like, obviously like if I go to syndicate, it's not a big deal because it's 70 miles down the road, like finding a hotel, finding that that's not a problem. I don't have to get a flight, like none of that. So like logistically that one is easy, but say they want to send me to Atlas. Flights are going to start getting more expensive. Airbnbs, hotels, they're going to start, getting booked. Like it's, it's just a nightmare at that point to try to make it to that event. And like, if they would have told me right off the jump, like, Hey, we're thinking you're probably going to go to Atlas. I'm not as frustrated. I'm not, it's just a communication thing, honestly, like just communicate with us. Like, let us know what we should be looking into. Like, do I need to be looking into a flight? Like I have a passport. I got a passport years ago when I went to strength and depth, like I, I have that, I can get there, but I don't know. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing, right? One, you have a list of things that really should have allowed you into the semifinals. Number one being workout three, that was a disaster in validating scores. To say the least. Yes. <laughs> um, you have two, the fact that there are people who de- decline to go to the semis and then after the fact, and then after the fact, um, they show up on the leaderboard a week later. And then, then you have the team members that have rescinded and aren't being removed from the leaderboard. Yeah. And through all of this, four attempts to communicate with CrossFit no return message 
yeah yeah that's the that's just the tough pill to swallow about it honestly like when the all the controversy around event three like kind of first surfaced like there was the hiller video there were the people in europe i think that like did the same thing he did like all these people that broke down like what impact that had and just like kind of put light on the fact of event three like i i didn't pay much attention to it and like i i told my girlfriend while we were sitting here i was like you know like that sucks like that sucks that it would have bumped me up but at the time there were nine spots open so i'm thinking it sucks but i'm still in so whatever like and then those spots mysteriously fill up a week later and then it's like oh event three was a bigger deal than i thought it was <laughs> much bigger deal yeah. than I thought it was so i don't know if you can see ashley's comment um are you vaccinated where you can get into canada yeah we can get into canada awesome yeah i've reached out to the people i need to within canada <laughs> yeah to figure that I, i'm gonna compete at uh can west in july so yeah we're good we're good to go there like i said awesome at this point however many weeks out from that it's going to be a disaster to get flights get everything situated so it's like not ideal now well i i just i don't even know what to say at this point like it just it seems like every day there's something else that's happening with crossfit that's preventing the fittest from making it to the next level yeah I, and, and, and it's not just you it's like across the board yeah and that's that's kind of the that was ultimately why i decided to um post that yesterday like it had been on my mind it had been something i'd kind of entertained doing earlier but then i was like you know what like maybe they're gonna contact me and then after so many times of just refreshing my email not seeing anything then it was like all right like this isn't just for me like i'm sure there's I'm sure it's happening in Europe because they have multiple semifinals. I'm sure it's even happening in the region continents that have one. I'm sure there's females. I'm sure there's males. The guy directly one place behind me, the guy five places behind me, they're all affected by this. Everybody is affected by workout three and then the poor communication. And it's like, I felt like my situation can help maybe shine the light on that and maybe you know maybe these people are in the same situation as me and they've reached out and heard nothing so just getting the opportunity to kind of bring it to light i think is going to help more than just me like i'm i'm not i don't want to just harp on this for my own self-interest like there are people who are deserving of being at the semifinals that as it stands right now will not be at semifinals and I see a problem with that. Like you, there's so little spots at semifinals that if you earned one of those spots, the chances are you have worked your ass off to get there. You don't accidentally make a semifinal. You might accidentally make quarterfinals, but you do not accidentally make a semifinal. You trained your ass off and you're really, really good at this sport to get to a semifinal. So to not have that work pay off when you truly earned that spot not again not just me i'm sure there's at least five other people if not 
way more. To not have that work pay off is devastating and, and quite honestly unfair. Well, I think, you know, this is the weekend of the NFL draft. And it's all about these young people that are coming into a league that people are excited to watch and see how they develop. People like you and Annika, when we're stripped of that as a fan, it takes away from, from the, the pleasure of the sport, right? Because I'm a nerd about CrossFit. I want to I see all the young athletes come up, but I want to see how they do. And when that's ripped away, it sucks for us as fans. Cause we're not seeing the best of the best. Yeah. And I mean, obviously like, I, I don't know if she said it, but from my friendship with Annika, she, she's a games athlete. She's there. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm a games athlete, but what I will say is I'm very, very confident in the strides I've made since I've been out here that I can display something at semifinals. Does that mean I'm a last chance qualifier athlete? Does that mean I'm a top heat athlete? I don't know. But all I know is I would be going in there very low seated, obviously, because even even with the adjustment to event three, I'm still 120, right? But I know that's not my fitness level. I know that when we get to do these more fun events, like heavier, higher skill, that's when that's when the best of the best get to shine, you know? And the whole season it's been, man, I just need to get there. I just need to get to semifinals. So I can show I'm, I'm better in person. And I, I know a lot of people that are like that. So it's like, just get through the online stuff. Just get through it. Just get through it. Once you get to that, it, it's smoother sailing, in my opinion, for what I'm good at. And then I know there's other people like that, too. Like the people that Kelly Stone, you've had her on. So I trained with uh, one of the guys on the team at her gym. So I know Kelly. She barely squeaked in last year, right? Almost qualified. Your quarterfinals don't necessarily dictate how your semifinals are going to go. And so the people that should have made it in that first round of invites in the initial 120 that don't get to, they're being robbed of that. They're being robbed of the opportunity to say, hey, like I was 120, I was whatever, I barely made it in. But that doesn't mean I'm going to get dead last at my semifinal. I might, I might almost qualify. Bailey Rail, I train, I train here with her. She was a backfill last year, and she won her semifinal. She made it. Pretty sure she won. Yeah, I, it was either first or second. Yeah, like yeah, you're just robbing that opportunity from several athletes out there. And I just, I see, a, I see an issue with that. Well, in addition to that the fact of the matter is you're 21 years old. You've lived through COVID for the last two years. You don't have the in-person experience that most athletes get at this point. Mm-hmm. And you're being stripped of that for another year. That Those are key things in the journey to becoming a games athlete that you need. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's something I've known. Like the experience is huge because one thing about, my teenage careers, I missed the games by, I was three spots in 2016, one rep in 2017. So then 18 is my rookie year and I qualified in fourth and I went in and it's like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know how to approach the weekend. I don't know any of the logistics. I don't, 
I don't have the experience. Like, so my rookie year, I should have known the ropes because I missed by one rep. So it's like, you know how valuable that experience is. And then even in 2020, before COVID, I went to strength and depth, which was a ridiculous field. I was 18 competing against Frazier was there. Like the best of the best were there taking that experience. And then a month and a half later going to Brazil, the experience from a month and a half before that. And then even taking that experience into my training leading into Brazil, I was a completely different athlete within a month and a half because that experience just, it pays off. Well, Logan, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this gets rectified fairly quickly. I hope that this helps getting the word out and letting people know that what all has been transpiring that for those of us who aren't hitting refresh every day on the leaderboard. Um, and with that, I, I want to just thank you for being on, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Just getting it out there, you know, hopefully, hopefully again, not, not just me, hopefully anybody else in this situation. Hopefully this helps them. Hopefully more people are going to open up. And you'll see it on Instagram, see it, YouTube, whatever. So all these people can just get their opportunity that they deserve, that they earn. Not deserve. I don't like that way. I like earn. They did. Yeah, well, we will keep uh, pounding the drum and hopefully get you uh, some more views and, and so people know your story. Appreciate and, it. And with that, um, we'll talk to you soon, man. Keep us updated. I will. If you hear anything else, man. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you.